We're reading Ezekiel chapters 18 through 20, verse 31, and Proverbs chapter 21, verses 1 through 16, here on Commuter Bible OT. Our reading opens with a consideration of personal responsibility for sin. The Lord says that each man is responsible for his own sins. No man will be charged as guilty for the sins of his father but will certainly be judged for his own actions. Moreover, a sinful man can be restored when he turns in repentance toward God. But the one who turns away from righteousness to live in unrighteousness will be condemned. Later we'll read a lament for the princes of Israel who are compared to lions that grow up to devour people and are therefore captured and taken away. Finally, some of the elders of Israel gather around Ezekiel to inquire of the Lord, but God denies them and recounts the history of Israel's rebellion. Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 1, through chapter 20, verse 31. The word of the Lord came to me. What do you mean by using this proverb concerning the land of Israel? The fathers eat sour grapes, and the children's teeth are set on edge. As I live, this is the declaration of the Lord God, you will no longer use this proverb in Israel. Look, every life belongs to me. The life of the Father is like the life of the Son. Both belong to me. The person who sins is the one who will die. Suppose a man is righteous and does what is just and right. He does not eat at the mountain shrines or look to the idols of the house of Israel. He does not defile his neighbor's wife or approach a woman during her menstrual impurity. He doesn't oppress anyone, but returns his collateral to the debtor. He does not commit robbery, but gives his bread to the hungry and covers the naked with clothing. He doesn't lend at interest or for profit but keeps his hand from injustice and carries out true justice between men. He follows my statutes and keeps my ordinances, acting faithfully. Such a person is righteous. He will certainly live. This is the declaration of the Lord God. But suppose the man has a violent son who sheds blood and does any of these things, though the father has done none of them. Indeed, when the son eats at the mountain shrines and defiles his neighbor's wife, and when he oppresses the poor and needy, commits robbery, and does not return collateral, and when he looks to the idols, commits detestable acts, and lends at interest or for profit, will he live? He will not live. Since he has committed all these detestable acts, he will certainly die. His death will be his own fault. Now suppose he has a son who sees all the sins his father has committed, and though he sees them, he does not do likewise. He does not eat at the mountain shrines or look to the idols of the house of Israel. He does not defile his neighbor's wife He doesn't oppress anyone, hold collateral, or commit robbery. He gives his bread to the hungry and covers the naked with clothing. He keeps his hand from harming the poor 
not taking interest or profit on a loan. He practices my ordinances and follows my statutes. Such a person will not die for his father's iniquity. He will certainly live. As for his father, he will die for his own iniquity because he practiced fraud, robbed his brother, and did among his people what was not good. But you may ask, Why doesn't the son suffer punishment for the father's iniquity? Since the son has done what is just and right, carefully observing all my statutes, he will certainly live. The person who sins is the one who will die. A son won't suffer punishment for the father's iniquity, and a father won't suffer punishment for the son's iniquity. The righteousness of the righteous person will be on him, and the wickedness of the wicked person will be on him. But if the wicked person turns from all the sins he has committed, keeps all my statutes, and does what is just and right, he will certainly live, he will not die. None of the transgressions he has committed will be held against him. He will live because of the righteousness he has practiced. Do I take any pleasure in the death of the wicked? This is the declaration of the Lord God. Instead, don't I take pleasure when he turns from his ways and lives? But when a righteous person turns from his righteousness and acts unjustly, committing the same detestable acts that the wicked do, Will he live? None of the righteous acts he did will be remembered. He will die because of the treachery he has engaged in and the sin he has committed. But you say, The Lord's way isn't fair. Now listen, house of Israel. Is it my way that is unfair? Instead, isn't it your ways that are unfair? When a righteous person turns from his righteousness and acts unjustly, he will die for this. He will die because of the injustice he has committed. But if a wicked person turns from the wickedness he has committed and does what is just and right, he will preserve his life. He will certainly live because he thought it over and turned from all the transgressions he had committed. He will not die. But the house of Israel says, The Lord's way isn't fair. Is it my ways that are unfair, house of Israel? Instead, isn't it your ways that are unfair? Therefore, house of Israel, I will judge each of you according to his ways. This is the declaration of the Lord God. Repent and turn from all your rebellious acts so they will not become a sinful stumbling block to you. Throw off all the transgressions you have committed and get yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Why should you die, house of Israel? For I take no pleasure in anyone's death. This is the declaration of the Lord God. So repent and live. 
As for you, take up a lament for the princes of Israel and say, What was your mother? A lioness. She lay down among the lions. She reared her cubs among the young lions. She brought up one of her cubs, and he became a young lion. After he learned to tear prey, he devoured people. When the nations heard about him, he was caught in their trap. Then they led him away with hooks to the land of Egypt. When she saw that she waited in vain, that her hope was lost, she took another of her cubs and made him a young lion. He prowled among the lions, and he became a young lion. After he learned to tear prey, he devoured people. He devastated their strongholds and destroyed their cities. The land and everything in it shuddered at the sound of his roaring. Then the nations from the surrounding provinces set out against him. They spread their net over him. He was caught in their pit. They put a wooden yoke on him with hooks and led him away to the king of Babylon. They brought him into the fortresses so his roar could no longer be heard on the mountains of Israel. Your mother was like a vine in your vineyard, planted by the water. It was fruitful and full of branches because of abundant water. It had strong branches, fit for the scepters of rulers. Its height towered among the clouds. So it was conspicuous for its height, as well as its many branches. But it was uprooted in fury, thrown to the ground, and the east wind dried up its fruit. Its strong branches were torn off and dried up. Fire consumed them. Now it is planted in the wilderness, in a dry and thirsty land. Fire has gone out from its main branch and has devoured its fruit, so that it no longer has a strong branch, a scepter for ruling. This is a lament, and should be used as a lament. In the seventh year, in the fifth month, on the tenth day of the month, some of Israel's elders came to inquire of the Lord, and they sat down in front of me. Then the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, speak with the elders of Israel and tell them. This is what the Lord God says. Are you coming to inquire of me? As I live, I will not let you inquire of me. This is the declaration of the Lord God. Will you pass judgment against them? Will you pass judgment, son of man? Explain the detestable practices of their ancestors to them. Say to them, This is what the Lord God says. On the day I chose Israel, I swore an oath to the descendants of Jacob's house and made myself known to them in the land of Egypt. I swore to them, saying, I am the Lord your God. On that day I swore to them, that I would bring them out of the land of Egypt into a land I had searched out for them, a land flowing with milk and honey, the most beautiful of all lands. 
I also said to them, Throw away, each of you, the abhorrent things that you prize, and do not defile yourselves with the idols of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. But they rebelled against me and were unwilling to listen to me. None of them threw away the abhorrent things that they prized, and they did not abandon the idols of Egypt. So I considered pouring out my wrath on them, exhausting my anger against them with the land of Egypt. But I acted for the sake of my name, so that it would not be profaned in the eyes of the nations they were living among, in whose sight I had made myself known to Israel by bringing them out of Egypt. So I brought them out of the land of Egypt and led them into the wilderness. Then I gave them my statutes and explained my ordinances to them. The person who does them will live by them. I also gave them my Sabbaths to serve as a sign between me and them, so that they would know that I am the Lord who consecrates them. But the house of Israel rebelled against me in the wilderness. They did not follow my statutes, and they rejected my ordinances. The person who does them will live by them. They also completely profaned my Sabbaths. So I considered pouring out my wrath on them in the wilderness to put an end to them. But I acted for the sake of my name so that it would not be profaned in the eyes of the nations in whose sight I had brought them out. However, I swore to them in the wilderness that I would not bring them into the land I had given them, the most beautiful of all lands, flowing with milk and honey, because they rejected my ordinances, profaned my Sabbaths, and did not follow my statutes. For their hearts went after their idols. Yet I spared them from destruction and did not bring them to an end in the wilderness. Then I said to their children in the wilderness, Don't follow the statutes of your fathers, defile yourselves with their idols, or keep their ordinances. I am the Lord your God. Follow my statutes. Keep my ordinances and practice them. Keep my Sabbaths holy, and they will be a sign between me and you, so you may know that I am the Lord your God. But the children rebelled against me. They did not follow my statutes or carefully keep my ordinances. The person who does them will live by them. They also profaned my Sabbaths. So I considered pouring out my wrath on them and exhausting my anger against them in the wilderness. But I withheld my hand and acted for the sake of my name, so that it would not be profaned in the eyes of the nations in whose sight I brought them out. However, I swore to them in the wilderness that I would disperse them among the nations and scatter them among the countries. For they did not practice my ordinances, but rejected my statutes and profaned my Sabbaths. And their eyes were fixed on their father's idols. I also gave them statutes that were not good 
and ordinances they could not live by. When they sacrificed every firstborn in the fire, I defiled them through their gifts in order to devastate them so they would know that I am the Lord. Therefore, son of man, speak to the house of Israel and tell them, this is what the Lord God says. In this way also your ancestors blasphemed me by committing treachery against me. When I brought them into the land that I swore to give them, and they saw any high hill or leafy tree, they offered their sacrifices and presented their offensive offerings there. They also sent up their pleasing aromas and poured out their drink offerings there. So I asked them, What is this high place you are going to? And it is still called Bema today. Therefore say to the house of Israel, This is what the Lord God says. Are you defiling yourselves the way your ancestors did and prostituting yourselves with their abhorrent things? When you offer your gifts, sacrificing your children in the fire, you still continue to defile yourselves with all your idols today. So should I let you inquire of me, house of Israel? As I live, this is the declaration of the Lord God. I will not let you inquire of me. Proverbs chapter 21, verses 1 through 16. A king's heart is like channeled water in the Lord's hand. He directs it wherever he chooses. All a person's ways seem right to him, but the Lord weighs hearts. Doing what is righteous and just is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. The lamp that guides the wicked, haughty eyes, and an arrogant heart is sin. The plans of the diligent certainly lead to profit, but anyone who is reckless certainly becomes poor. Making a fortune through a lying tongue is a vanishing mist, a pursuit of death. The violence of the wicked sweeps them away because they refuse to act justly. A guilty one's conduct is crooked, but the behavior of the innocent is upright. Better to live on the corner of a roof than to share a house with a nagging wife. A wicked person desires evil. He has no consideration for his neighbor. When a mocker is punished, the inexperienced become wiser. When one teaches a wise man, he acquires knowledge. The righteous one considers the house of the wicked. He brings the wicked to ruin. The one who shuts his ears to the cry of the poor will himself also call out and not be answered. A secret gift soothes anger, and a covert bribe fierce rage. Justice executed 
is a joy to the righteous, but a terror to evildoers. The person who strays from the way of prudence will come to rest in the assembly of the departed spirits. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember to trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, know Him, and He'll make your paths straight. Thank you.